So she's probably still alive today in 2021, locked in that place. Well, well she, or she burned. <laughs> she might have poured gasoline on herself for no apparent reason. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to Slasher. I hardly know her. I am your host, Micah. Welcome, all you Slashophiles, you Sultans of Slash, you beautiful listeners out there. Thank you for tuning in once again to the show with the most. It's broadcast coast to coast. Today, we will be talking about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And today we are joined by a very, very special guest. He's the first thing I think of in the morning and the last thing I think of before I go to bed. The author of his brand new memoir, Barping and Furting, the story <laughs> of a lonesome and understood man. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together wherever you are, on your jog, on your treadmill, on your drive to work for Alex. Thank Welcome. you. Thank you. What an auspicious uh, introduction. Uh, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, I'm never going to live that barking and furting thing down, huh? No, no. I, we're going to celebrate that for as long as I know you. <laughs> I've said it several times this week because, of course, uh, my wife listens to the podcast. And uh, so now she's giving me hell about it. And uh, so it's it's become part of the vernacular here. Uh, but well, that was maybe the hardest I've ever laughed. For you <laughs> listeners who didn't tune in to the last episode on uh, Halloween Kills, uh, one, Alex said something about the people who were sitting next to him in the theater, uh, and they, they just kept barping and furting, <laughs> <laughs> at which point we made very much fun of Alex, and then we laughed until we cried. Yeah, we, we all literally cried. That, that really hit me. Uh, God, it hit just the right spot. I, I guess uh, in my my funny bone, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good episode, and I hope this will be a good episode too. You know, I've always liked Season of the Witch. I always liked Halloween three, not as a kid who you know was going through and like saw his first Halloween movie and was like, oh yeah, I got to see them all, and I get to three and I'm like, what the hell is this shit? There's no Michael what the Myers. Hell is this shit. And, Much uh, maligned, then later celebrated yeah, Halloween three. I think people like it now. I think you know, like uh, it, it's got a good following. And while a movie that has a lot of uh, area for improvement, it's not a bad flick. I like this movie. I don't hate it. It was d definitely not what I expected. Uh, even knowing that it wasn't a Michael Myers movie, it still uh, it, it shattered my expectations of what, what the hell they were going to do and just how far they were willing to go from the formula that was Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Had you not seen this one before? No, this was my oh. first time. I watched it this morning. Uh, and we're actually recording this the day before Halloween, which, oddly enough, matched up with the calendar on Halloween 3 season of The Witch. It did. Their it was, Halloween was on a Sunday. And our Halloween this year, 2021, is on a Sunday. I don't know, Alex. Did you do the math? How did this work out? Well, we did the math, and it is uh, <laughs> you and I very pitifully did the math together, but Halloween would be on the same day of the week every seven years and this was in 1981 it's 1921 i mean it's <laughs> it's 2021 which is 30 years later so 330 times 70 it all works out so yeah this was uh this was 30 years so i guess if your kid bought a halloween mask from silver shamrock maybe don't let him wear it tomorrow 
Definitely don't wear that mask because <laughs> inexplicable things will happen. <laughs> inexplicable uh, things will really happen. Really strange things that I still don't understand. There was, uh, they really, uh, so just to run over the plot here, uh, it's the, there's a company in the middle of nowhere in an Irish town in America. So this is already confusing. Uh, the, yes. ma- the main character starts with a pretty thick Irish accent. He eventually seems to lose that. Um, and the main character, I, I guess the guy who's running the factory, Silver Shamrock, where they make Halloween masks. Pretty good looking a latex Halloween masks. I, I thought they looked pretty good. The pumpkin in particular looked like a pumpkin. Um, and they are selling these these masks. They're playing this commercial every day. And I'll just insert the song right here because there's no chance I won't be able to find it on the internet. So here you go. Time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. That's the song. They play it over and over again. Yeah, it's uh, so. Then the the thought is that you know this massively popular Halloween mask. Kids will have it on. They're all told to sit in front of their TVs at nine o'clock on Halloween night for a special something. Right after Halloween 1, the movie is played. And then when it plays, mm, inexplicable things happen. Uh, Very, very strange things happen. Sometimes it's a laser beam that shoots into their head. Sometimes it just kind of melts their head. And various insects and sometimes snakes come out of your head and you're dead. Including a rattlesnake. Including a rattlesnake, yes. Which may bite your father on the ankle and kill him. Right. And I don't know if that was part of the overall plan that, uh, you know, yes, it'll kill all these kids because the plan is not super clear. The motivation here, not super clear, I don't think. Uh, But yes, in one scene where they test it out, the rattlesnake then gets out of the kid's head and then goes and bites the father. So now he's going to die. I don't know if that's what they're hoping happens all over America. All right, I'll give you the uh, the quick synopsis. Synopsis, mm-hmm. the quick synopsis from the internet. Please do. Here we go. Halloween three, season of the witch, hospital emergency room. Doctor Daniel Chalice and Ellie Grimbridge, the daughter of a murder victim, uncover a terrible plot by small town mask maker Connell Cochran, a madman who's planning a Halloween mass murder utilizing an ancient Celtic ritual. The ritual involves a boulder stolen from Stonehenge, the use of silver shamrock masks, and a triggering device contained in a television commercial all designed to kill millions of children. <laughs> it was, I mean, there were they threw a lot into that plot. It was the masks, and they do drop the thing that's playing on the news early in the uh, early in the movie. That part of Stonehenge, not part, not like a piece, like one of the stones of Stonehenge had mysteriously been stolen. It's actually at the factory. Somehow they're chipping little rocks off of it. I, I mean, I do not know how this plan works, but it's happening, and it stars one of our favorites uh, for the show from Maniac Cop, Tom Atkins. 
Yeah, I like Tom Atkins. He's always got that mustache, and he always does a great job acting. He's a good-looking man, too. I mean, like, I was I was taken by Tom Atkin, Atkins in this one. He He's a good-looking old dude. And he's a playboy in this movie. Had you noticed he's got his hands on every woman that <laughs> yes. he's ever around? Yes, he does. His nurse at the hospital, the uh, the forensics girl who who works at the, uh, I guess, where they do the autopsy, mm-hmm. and then this new girl that he just met because her dad died. And she can't, I mean, like, her dad just died, and she is still uh, down. She is down the clown. She is ready for Dr. Tom Atkins, who is an alcoholic in the movie, spoken about several times, but you know, really doesn't affect him negatively. There's no negative effects from his alcoholism in the movie. He just also happens to be a drunk. And he... Uh, I forgot the heck I was going to say. <laughs> it was brilliant, though. The Cut gr- this part out. I thought the lead, the girl in this, whose father died, I thought she was really cute and didn't recognize her at all. I mean, like, I can't place her at all. But one of the things my wife pointed out, uh, do you remember when you were a kid, you had, like, He-Man figures and you had G.I. Joe figures, and you couldn't play with them together because the size, the scale of the figure was different, right? They didn't belong in the same world. Right. And when they were sitting together at the bar, her and Tom Atkins, his head was, like, two sizes bigger than her head. They looked like... I did notice Did you notice that? that? I did. I was like, Tom's got a giant head next to hers. It's like a like a caveman and a fairy next to each other. Yes, yes. I I mean, as soon as... I mean, my wife, like, shouted it out. She was like, look how big his head is. You know, it was like, well, good observation. That lady either had the tiniest head or he had the biggest head. He was in pretty good shape, I thought, this movie. He had a shirtless scene. Uh, Tom Atkins looked good. I got a crush. Had a shirtless scene and a pantsless scene. We got to see Tom's bum. That's right. We did see his bum, didn't we? So they go to this town, and uh, because, you know, her father has died, uh, I guess uh, the way Tom Atkins gets involved at all is a patient comes in, he's running from the factory or whatever, and uh, somebody, one of the members of this town, these weird uh, suited, uh, what would you call, minions, uh, who don't talk a lot, comes to kill him, does kill him, pokes out his eyes, pulls up his skull, really rips him a new one, and uh, then goes out to the parking lot where when they try to confront him, Dr. Adkins and, and whoever else, he then pours gasoline all over himself and lights himself on fire and blows up a car. So I was in at this point, man. I was intrigued <laughs> at what the hell is unfolding. My wife, And what act- is this plot going to be? My wife actually said, what on earth? It's like people people apparently still use that epithet. Um, I was a little confused how the the previous minion, the other minion that didn't burn himself. Wait, no, it was the same one. That how how did the guy that burned himself kill the man in the hospital who was trying to get away from the minions? He, he like puts his hand over his mouth and then I don't know if he he was like grabbing the bridge of his nose or his yeah he poked, hands were in his eyes. He it, poked it was hard his to fingers tell into on. his eyes. And because it looked what you thought he I think what they wanted you to think was going to happen was he had put his hand over his mouth and and then he held his two fingers up like maybe he was going to hold his nose closed while he's, you know, he's in the hospital bed uh, incapacitated and then just suffocate him. But instead of pinching his nose like you thought, he just poked his fingers straight into his eye sockets and then like (laughs) kind of like grabbed and like pulled the bridge of his nose up. So if that didn't kill you, you certainly would want to die. But I'm I'm guessing it did kill him. And uh, Halloween uh, three came out in 1982. Uh, that's when it was released. Oh my god! 
So you're probably asking yourself, Alex, and listeners, what else happened in 1982? <laughs> and I'll tell you. Please do. Please do. Please tell me. A, a uh, judge in Arkansas rules against obligatory teaching of creation. It was also the year that Ozzy Osbourne famously bites the head off of a bat on a stage in Des Moines, Iowa. Did he actually do that? I don't know. I think that's still debatable. I've yeah. heard it, it didn't really happen. Yeah, I've heard uh, it was fake or something, but who knows? It was also uh, the debut of a little show called uh, The David Letterman Show, Late Night, and the wow. very first guest was Bill Murray. Yes, I knew that because he was also the last guest when he left NBC. I love David Letterman. Dude, did you too. watch a lot of Letterman when you were a kid? Oh, hell yes. It was everything I wanted from a show. I mean, it had like big guests, bands I liked, and Dave and the writers' really odd sense of humor, doing random things. Stupid things. Right up my alley yeah. as a kid. Me too. The Velcro wall and just dumbass idiot things, and I loved it. And he's still great. I mean, he's still fantastic. I saw him recently when I was binging the Norm MacDonald show on Netflix. Norm MacDonald has a show or whatever. And Letterman was a guest and <laughs> just constantly looking at his watch. And he was like, is this really a show? Is this all you guys do? I mean, he was just, he was great. So, Well, what, listen, we've got a lot to get into. Well, we've got to dive into Halloween 3. We're also going to get into the Globe's most sought after. All the world is a buzz about the final girl challenge. We'll be doing that. We'll also get into some horror news and we'll talk about what else we're into. Uh, do we want to go and hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Don't you with need a deep dive. Don't you need to go. do a final girl before we go to a commercial? I mean, I don't know. Do you think they're ready? Do you, do you feel like they're ready? I, you know what? I don't even care about them. I can't wait. I've been on the edge of my seat all day. We're trying to make this a short show, a little shorter than normal, so we can get it out for Halloween treat because we are actually doing two this week, and this is our second. So, uh, yeah, let's rush to it. Let's do it. I want to know who is playing this week's final girl. Ladies and gentlemen, let's meet this week's contestants. For those of you uh, who are not familiar with final girl, the way it works is this. We have five contestants, four rounds. In each round... One player will die. The rest will survive. And by the end, we will have only one survival. One, Alex. One final, final girl. girl. And the way we find out is we spin the old squeaky wheel. <laughs> I like the way and that you signal to me <laughs> that you want me to say something at the same time as you as you say my name. And I never get it. I'm always a second too late. You're like, and Alex. And then I'm Yeah, like, I heard like clinking of ice in a glass or something. Yeah, You're like, like, oh, Mike is talking. I can just check out for a minute. <laughs> I'm like, I, I have this one like millisecond of panic when you're like, Alex, what was he saying? <laughs> Uh, so we we spin the squeaky wheel of death, and from that wheel I pull the fates of the players. And thank you to everybody who's been jumping on, entering names uh, for the Final Girl Challenge. Uh, it's really cool to find out that we actually have some people listening. Mm -hmm. Hell, I got like pre-show jitters today finding out that we actually have some fans out there who like the show. So thank you to all of you. Keep those names coming, and we'll keep trying to put on the best show. Alex knows how to. <laughs> It's, it's not saying much. All right, so who we got playing this week? This week's players, we have one Phoebe Geller. Okay. Cassie. Okay. Morgan Don. Uh, not Morgan, Morgan. Morgan, I like it. 
Brenna Rose and Clee Torres. <laughs> is Clee Torres somebody who has uh, submitted before? Oh, you guessed it. Yeah. You guessed it. Yeah, is it's it, our boy at Where's the, the Horse section? section. He's always got a good name. <laughs> He's always got a good name. Um, I would love it if that guy played every final girl from here until, you know, we die of natural causes. We do. He's a good guy. You've actually had some conversations with him, but I just kind of follow, yeah, I follow him yeah. on Instagram. And just, we want to have him on the show sometime. We do. If we, we can do. ever work out the schedule, we'll yeah, get him on here. That'll be fun. All right, let's do what it. What if he knows more about horror than us? What if he just, you know, mops the floor with us? <laughs> what if? <laughs> I'm sure he so does. You're saying there's a good chance. We have to. Not only do we have to make retractions each episode because of some dumbass thing we thought in a previous episode, but uh, when I put together the Halloween Kills one, I had to cut out, you know, a good ten minutes of me talking because I was wrong about everything. <laughs> I wish I knew what 10 minutes that was. I didn't even notice because you're an expert editor. Oh. I mean, Charlie, our editor, is an expert editor. Oh, you're too Speaking guy. of Charlie, we should go ahead and say thanks and introduce the rest of our uh, uh, crew here that works. We've got Hal, our sound engineer. Sorry I called you Sal last week, Hal. I had a little bit to drink. Uh, Sandra, our producer. Uh, Vivian, our receptionist. And, of course, all the guys in the writer's room, all the guys and girls back there who write everything, every single word that Alex and I say. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job. Just a, okay. It's a phenomenal <laughs> job. It takes a lot of people to make a show this good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Round one, final girl. Phoebe Geller. Bobby got high and asked if you wanted to fly. But you slapped his face and said, bye-bye. You survived. <laughs> Your female impression is always the same female. It's always this idiot valley girl. <laughs> I'm not that talented. I just We got to work with what we got here. That's true. All right, Brenna Rose. Brenna, all your friends went skinny dipping, but you know the rules and said, that's one I'll be skipping. You survived. Nice. Did, did that rhyme? I wrote that, didn't I? I, I think you wrote it just fine, and I read it all wrong. Oh. Let me try it again. Okay. <laughs> all your friends went skinny dipping, but you knew the rules and said, that's one I'll be skipping. Okay. You survived. Okay, good, good, good. I feel better okay. now. Okay. And I like Next the up. name Brenna. That's pretty. <laughs> Clee Torres. All right. Emily gets all the boys because she shows her boobs. But you know that's the quickest way to lose. <laughs> At final, girl, you survived. <laughs> you know it's a good rhyme when you have to pause and then add more. Uh, all right, who's next? We have um, Cassie. All right, Cassie. Scott tried to get you to give him a foot job because he's <laughs> depraved. But you said, oh, behave. You survived. <laughs> Well, that's my favorite. And finally, Morrigan Don. Oh, oh such a pretty name. I know, I such a pretty one. Bad, bad happened to already her. gone. Uh, we, Morrigan, you cheated on your man after the prom, and let Hunky Roger take off your thong. You and Roger shared a cigarette after you were done. Then a masked man filled you with holes using a nail gun. <laughs> Ooh, you're dead. That is a good one. That is a good one. I don't think we've had a nail gun death in Final Girl yet. Now we do. Morrigan, I'm so sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. So sorry. But congratulations to our four round one survivors. 
And Morgan, you come back and play again. We love to have repeat players. It happens all the time. Keep coming back. Yeah, we do Maybe love it. Maybe you will be the next final girl. All right, you ready to get to a word from our sponsors? When we come back, we can do, uh, you know, a little bit more movie and have some more fun. All right, let's do it. Sometimes you want to kill someone, but you don't want to get caught. So you wear our mask, so no one knows it's you. We've got big fleshy masks, we've got these hockey masks, we've got scary masks, or not so scary masks. You might not want to get caught, or maybe you're just shy. Our masks are real cool and they got holes for your eyes. So you can see how to kill without anyone seeing your face. Come on down to Killer's Mask Depot. It's our half price, half price sale. Kill people with a knife. You can even kill your wife. Come down to Mask Depot. Buy a mask to kill people. So come on down to Mask Depot at the corner of Elm Street and Martin Luther King. We're open all day, seven days a week. See you soon. And welcome back to Slasher I Hardly Know Her. We are talking about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I've got my very special guest, Dr. Alex, with me today. And uh, I think we're going to jump into some horror news before we talk any more about the movie. Alex? So you can tonight uh, stream for free on Bloody Disgusting TV uh, some pretty cool stuff. Uh, it's, It's Roku channel number 770. Don't really understand that. You can get it on Vizio Smart TVs. Uh, it's in the newly relaunched Scream Box, but uh, you can just open the app and you know do it. But they are doing some marathons tonight. Uh, so Devil's Night, they are featuring creepy classics uh, starting at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. They're going to start with Slumber Party Massacre. We've not done it on the show, but I assure you, we will be doing that one on the show at some point because I really is like that. Is that the one with the giant drill? Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. Yeah. I need. To, yes. I've seen the clips from killer. it, but I've never watched the whole movie. The Driller Killer. Then tomorrow they're starting with Funhouse Massacre at six fifteen Eastern, five fifteen Central, uh, and so it, it looks like it looks like a good time. And if you you know you want to check out a, a cool place you know i i love bloody disgusting.com i'm sure oh, a lot dude, of our... i've been reading bloody disgusting i can, i mean probably close to since when they started in the mm-hmm. early aughts and that's how i learned about a ton of the scary movies that i've seen yep. was reading their old movie reviews watching trailers and yeah big big tip of the hat to bloody disgusting for doing the lord's work in scary movies really they are and i mean you know it's got to be tough to be a journalist who deals with that that subject matter 365 days a year right i mean right now right now it's a fun house but so uh that's my horror movie news is you can watch a couple of marathons there i'm sure there are a lot of marathons on right now i noticed there was a halloween marathon on uh look like maybe amc on my way down here i'm not sure but uh speaking of halloween we're talking about halloween three season of the witch and i got some other horror news oh you got something i'm sorry 
If you're on our Instagram, you should be sorry. I, I appreciate the apology. I am. I am always sorry when we do the be, show. You should be really. <laughs> uh, Key and Pill, who I love. Oh, I posted yeah. the trailer. Well, it was a little teaser on our Instagram. They're making a movie together. I don't know if, if they've worked together since Key and Pill and Keanu, but uh, Wendell and Wild is the name of it. It's one of these stop motion animation features. Uh, it's from the director of Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, James and the Giant Peach, Henry Selleck, uh, and Key and Pill wrote it along with Henry Selleck and another guy, uh, Clay McLeod. McLeod. I'm not sure how you say that. Probably McLeod. Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to say, but it was M C L E O D. That's McLeod. McLeod. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they wrote it. They're doing the voices, and and that should be funny. And then we got another Jeepers Creepers on the way. Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Is it uh, the same guy? Uh, uh sounds think... like a reboot. Sounds like different directors and everything. So Need... I, I don't know what they're gonna do with it. Needs to be a different director. I mean, I'm not gonna get political or anything here but i mean we all know or at least you know i'm sure many people know about uh the past of victor salva is the director's name uh he did some pretty gross things with one of the child actors in the movie clown house which was really disappointing to find out because you know that movie is creepy and I remember watching it as a child, and my buddy was like, you got to watch Clown House. It's scary as hell. He was right. It's creepy. It's scary. And Victor Salva did that, and apparently also some horrible things to his lead child actor. And See, come on. Don't do that. Because it's like, you're gonna if you're going to make creepy movies, you can't actually be a creep because yeah. it gives creepy movies a bad name. Yeah, well, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's just a freaking criminal. And I didn't even, you I mean, of course, I didn't know that for years. And then I watched Jeepers Creepers, which had a good concept, but I didn't like Jeepers Creepers 2 was better, even though it was a shittier concept. Uh, I love Jeepers Creepers, the first one. Yeah, I like, I'm not a huge uh, Justin Long fan, but. Oh, come on. Everybody loves Justin Long. You know why I don't like, you know why I don't like, it's not that I don't like Justin Long. I don't like his I character I know why you don't that. like him, because when you're watching Justin Long movies, uh, your, your missus is sitting next to you and she's like, oh, who's that? He's cute. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And if you she were like, "Damn it, baby! I'm the only man in your life." I am very Fuck jealous. Fuck you, Justin Long. Justin Long and uh, and uh, Shia LaBeouf or whatever. Those are my. I hate Shia LaBeouf. Uh, and, and for the record, not jealous of that guy. Um, but you know, Victor Salva kind of ruined those movies for me and it's like do i even want to watch anymore knowing what he did so yeah. i do love the jeepers creepers concept and the character so hopefully he's not involved in the new project we can go out and enjoy it that's good news good news all right you want to jump back into halloween 3 season O, the witch yeah let's start with the title did that make any sense there was there was mention of witchcraft for what one time towards the end of the Once. movie yeah yeah i think our doctor Dr. Shallon, however you say that, mm -hmm. he uh, he just mutters like, witchcraft? Yeah. And that was about it. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, for any of our viewers that didn't, or listeners, I guess, that didn't uh, or realize this, you know, this this the reason this movie doesn't have Michael Myers in it is because John Carpenter wanted originally wanted Halloween to be kind of an anthology thing, each movie, different story. But one was such a hit, he agreed to make two, and uh, then they gave him what he wanted, and he did this with uh, part three, and I, I think no one liked it. 
And so then from that point on, it was just Michael Myers again attached to the Halloween franchise. But uh, surely they told, I mean, in the trailer when it came back in 82, uh, came out back in 82, didn't they tease it? Or did people actually walk into to Halloween 3 expecting it to be a Michael Myers movie? I don't, I don't know, know much about the reception, about the expectations. I wasn't that disappointed uh, that Michael wasn't there because I knew the history of it. I knew mm-hmm. he wasn't going to be in it. Had I expected to go into a Michael Myers slasher movie and this is what I saw, I probably would have been pissed off. Well, that's why I was so disappointed as a kid. And this immediately was a throwaway for me. But as I got older, I watched it a couple more times. I've probably seen the movie, you know, four times or something. And I, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a cool little, when you know the story of it and really when you think about the idea, the overall arching idea of this movie that, it's this massive plot to kill children. How sadistic and maniacal is that? I mean, it, it's a pretty scary concept. Did you, yeah. you, you know, the bug, you know, the bug things that come out? Uh, remember, do you remember Marge Gutman? Marge Gutman. Marge Gutman. Marge Gutman is the the lady salesman who gets the laser beam in the face when she oh, is messing yeah, yeah. with the chip from the mask. Uh, for whatever reason, they... I mean, they mention her by name a few times, uh, Mrs. Gutman, and she introduces herself as Marge Gutman. <laughs> what a shitty name. That, I mean, <laughs> no offense to all the Marge Gutmans out there listening. But anyway, did you notice that the bug that crawled out of her mouth? This is 1981, 1982. I don't, you know, they're definitely not doing digital bugs. It was a real bug. It was a creepy bug. What the hell was that thing? It had to be real. I was real. wondering the same thing. I'm like, should I Google what bug that is so I know what to tell people? And I didn't. But I, I looked at it. I'm like, is it a large mutant grasshopper or cricket? It was what a... What the hell is that thing? And you know when that thing crawled up her disfigured face and went into her hair, the director had to be like, fuck yes, that's the yeah, one it was. Using. It was perfect, too. I mean, the way, the way that it, like, it kind of burrows into the hair... It was perfect. It was very, very gross. And I don't know how to figure out what kind of bug that is. I mean, like, ah, well, wait a second. You already found it that quickly? Well, this is 15 unsettling insects in movies. (laughs) And uh, Halloween... Oh, see, it just says it just says they're cockroaches. And I actually didn't see any cockroaches. That I saw was not crickets. a cockroach. I saw crickets. I saw snakes. I didn't see any cockroaches. I, I don't know. I mean, it looked like it had the back legs of a cricket or a grasshopper. So it was it was sure. weird. Wherever that bug is, you know, whatever that bug is, I don't ever want to see it in real life. It was a creepy bug, and you knew it was real because there's no way it could have been a special effect. And that was nasty, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of goofy, the little blue light shooting out of the, uh, whatever you call that, little uh, pendant or whatever that they stick on the masks. Yeah. That was nasty. The way it blew her, her lips apart. Yeah. And left, yeah that, that looked gross. Yeah. I actually yeah. read that the, uh, the, the guy who originally wrote the story for Season of the Witch, uh, one of the big moguls at the, the studio was like, it needs more gore, it needs more violence. And the writer was like, you know what? If you're going to do that, I'm out. Take my name off of it. And so he, he has to have his name taken off the, the script. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He, he didn't want to be part of that gore and grossness. And it did. I mean, it didn't have a lot, but when it did have gore, it was some pretty good gore. It was. It was some good gore. And you get you get a little bit more of it. I mean, I'd say there's more. There are better kills towards the top of the movie. Well, in the middle, you know, now 
the doctor's hooked up with the the lead girl whose father has died. He was the one in the hospital that had the thumbs and fingers put through his eyes. Um, they go to this little town to this mask company because her dad was like a mask salesman or he was selling the mask or whatever. And that's when they find this really creepy town and start really investigating it going in there. And there are a few deaths here, but it certainly seems like they're the, all these little minions he has, all these suit wearing like security guard people that go around and do the lead bad guys killing their main mode of killing you is crushing your head or ripping your head off. <laughs> Dude, the head rip off scene was nasty. Mm-hmm. I liked that. They just yanked it right off. And then we pull back and they're like backlit and you just see the blood sluicing out of the guy's neck, just squirting out. And it, it was pretty good. And then they just toss his head aside. Like it's nothing. Yeah, and that, and once they're there at that factory, you know, they meet another cast of characters, all the people that are staying at the hotel trying to pick these masks up from the company, uh, <laughs> you know, one day, two days before Halloween, which is kind of weird. Um, and you see that it, it really is a mask factory. I mean, that's what it is in this tiny, weird town that had, what was the curfew, like 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. or something? There's a town-wide yeah, curfew. And, uh, and then these weird minions, you know, patrol the the streets all night and uh that's they eventually kidnap right they kidnap the girl and then he's got to go try to find her uh and every time he picks up the phone and tries to call anyone for help it's just like the the number doesn't work please dial again like he cannot call out and i thought that whole i thought that what they did there like him creeping around the town and slowly discovering all this you know insidious behavior that was going on i thought that really felt creepy there was tension and the music was that classic john carpenter minimalist synth sound and i really did feel like it was kind of creepy i was hooked dude i mean from the very beginning i I like the actors that were in it i like the way they shot it all the good old 80s blue lights whenever you're outside Uh, and, uh, no, man, I was intrigued. I mean, you got the guy setting himself on fire. You got the one kill in the hospital, whatever that was. You don't know why this guy at the very beginning of the movie is running away. So there's a lot of mystery going on. Uh, the reveals at the end, I'm kind of like, man, I don't know if you really stuck the landing, but the setup was great. And I was hooked and really interested to find out what was going on in this town. What the hell is that, that company silver shamrock shamrock up to, uh, And we'll talk some more about it in a minute, Uh, Alex, before we jump into uh, our crunchiest kills and we rate this thing. Do we want to do another round of uh, Final Girl? Uh, I'll do my impression of you in the last two podcasts. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's get to Final Girl. Uh, (laughs) I am. uh, Thank God this is uh, only audio because I'm blushing. (laughs) All right, round two of Final Girl. Just to recap, uh, in round one, we lost the beautiful Morrigan Dawn. Beautiful name. Beautiful name. She, she I'm sure murdered. a beautiful person. Yeah, used to be anyway. Used Before to be. she was Correct. murdered. Correct, of course. Okay, here we go. Because Let's spin that wheel. Wasn't it because... No, no, no. I, I forgot. I was confusing death and survival. This isn't... She didn't die because she gave a foot job to scott somebody survived because they turned down a foot job giving scott a foot job right uh well if you really must know 
Alex, I'll tell you. Okay. See, Scott tried to give her a foot job. Oh. Uh, to get her to give oh, him a that foot makes job more because, sense. That because makes he more depraved, sense. right? Because he's so behaved. Yeah. But Morgan, she cheated on her man after the prom, and she got filled with holes uh, from a nail, nail gun, gun. Nail gun. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's let's see uh, what our our next contestants face. Alrighty, let's spin that wheel. Hi. 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 <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's been ten episodes. I know we've not made a dime off this show, but I'm shipping you some oil. Please send me some oil. I'm going to send you some oil. This is for the wheel, not for you. I don't want you to ruin another couch. I'm oh, sorry I didn't read the directions last time. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> okay, here, here we go. Phoebe Geller. Phoebe, you like to have fun. You like to dance. But when he tried... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? I can't read. Phoebe, you like to have fun. You like to dance, but when he tried, you told Johnny, you're not getting in my pants. Nice. You survived. Good one. Good job, Phoebe. Nice. Way to be smart. Well done. Phoebe. Cassie. Cassie, Dave is hot, but he's such a stoner, so you weren't surprised when he showed you his boner. But you said, put it away. I'm not that type of girl. Go show it to Emma. Maybe she'll give it a whirl. You survived. <laughs> All right, Cletoris. Tommy yelled, Come on, Clee, don't be such a prude. Volleyball is much more fun in the nude. You gave him the stink eye and said, Don't be rude. You survived. <laughs> I mean, seriously, your rhymes are so much like Scott's quizzes. <laughs> in that they're awesome and amazing? <laughs> in that they just keep going and going. They're the energizer bunny of uh, Final Girl Deaths and Survivors. <sighs> Okay, Brenna. Brenna Rose. Oh, Brenna. Oh, man, what a pretty name. So two, our two prettiest names, no offense to the survivors, are now dead. I know, I know. Well, you know, the will doesn't play favorites. Does we know not. that by that now. That is true. We do. Okay, Miss Rose. One finger couldn't hurt, so you hike up your skirt <laughs> and let Trent go at it until he makes you squirt. But it was a big, big mistake, and your body did ache. After the killer impaled you with a rake. You know, I'm going to go a little behind the scenes for the folks at home. If, while Micah is reading a uh, survival or a death, doesn't matter, in Final Girl, and you, sitting in your car or at home or listening to your Alexa or however you listen to us, go, Ooh! Mike, <laughs> Micah wrote that one. <laughs> you, uh, so that's that's a just a little behind the scenes for you. If you winced or it made your stomach hurt, that's that's one that was written by Micah. Hey, I, I you know, sure, maybe I wrote that one, but most of these come from the writers' room, our our large staff of, of writers who work for us. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, Brenner Rose. Come back and play Please again. Please do play again. Use that same beautiful name. Yeah, yeah. Just try, you know, don't don't put out next time. Hang on to that V card and you might survive. Yeah. Well, go watch a few horror movies. Take notes. See what they do. Don't do that. All right. Let's get a word from our wonderful sponsors. We will be right back.
Mike Latouris here, owner and operator of Mask Warehouse. We know in these highly charged political times that you have many options in choosing your mask that you will wear when you kill your victims. Our competitors will tell you they are now offering eye holes so that you can see your victims when you kill them. We've been offering eye holes in our masks for now on 30 years. We are going to ensure that you can see your victims when you kill them. In fact, if you cannot, come back the next day, we'll give you your mask for free. Michael Torres, guarantee. When it comes to choosing your mask that you're gonna kill your victims with, we know it is a personal choice, and we will offer you the service that you require in order to make the right choice for you. When it comes to choosing your mask, don't go with a catchy song. Choose a mask from a company that's been here all along. Mike Latouris, Mask Warehouse. Please come visit us at our new location directly across from Mask Depot at Martin Luther King and Elm Street. Here. All right, I'm going to do my impression of Alex for this welcome back. Uh, welcome back to Slasher Highland Hour on Mix 97 FM, your home for all the best hits of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. <laughs> uh, you know, since we're doing impressions of each other through this entire episode, apparently, we ought to do one whole episode where you play me and I play you. Uh, you know, so w- what would I do? I guess It'll I just would just be wildly insulting about... <laughs> to both of us for one hour. <laughs> My impression of you, let's see, sits down, watches scary movie, checks out, unbuttons top button of his pants, mm-hmm. falls asleep halfway mm-hmm. through the movie, then has to read the cliff notes on what happened. Yep. That sounds like me, baby. Okay. Well, just, just, just to recap, we've done a little bit of Final Girl. We did some horror news. We're talking about Halloween 3. This segment, we're going to do a little bit of what are you into? And then we'll jump back into Halloween 3 and award our crunchiest kill. So first, Alex, what are you into? What are you into? Into. Into. What are you into? What's all this screaming about? That is an easy one this week. And I should give you something more horror related. I'm going to give you something more thriller related. I mentioned it before. Season three of You came out on Netflix, uh, I guess, last week, week before last. And it was all the talk at work. Oh, do you know season three's out? Season three's out. And I'm like, I don't even know what the hell this is. And I went and I looked and it, it is on my list on Netflix. I had put it there. I just never watched it. So everybody's like, oh, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. Usually that's the quickest way to make me not watch something is, oh, you have to see it. You have to see it. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'll prove you wrong. It has a very Dexter feel to it. Like I, I, one of the comments I made watching it was, how rare do you think it is to get away with doing a show that everyone's going to compare to another show that was very beloved for many seasons? Uh, you know, not all of them. And still have a hit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a it's not a ripoff of Dexter. It just has a real Dexter feel to it. And, man, I really like it. It starts so creepily, and it, uh, it really maintains that 
through most of it. I mean, at some point it becomes kind of a <laughs> tragic love story more than anything else. But uh, I would a hundred percent suggest it to you and your and your uh, better half. I, I think you'll both love it. All right, all right, fine. We'll into? check it out. Maybe. What am I into? Let's see here. Uh, in the world of television, not necessarily horror related. Uh, just started Foundation, that new show on Apple TV that's based on the Isaac Asimov uh, series of books. And then I'm reading, this is not a brand new comic, but it's a good one. It's called Harrow County. It is definitely horror uh, by Colin Bunn and Tyler Crook. It's a creepy little book about a girl in the woods and witches and haints. It's uh, like a gothic fairy Hates? tale. Haints? Haints. H-A-I-N-T-S. Like, rhymes with taints. Haints. Well, I initially thought you, because being you, I initially thought you had said taints. Uh, <laughs> so what is a haint? Uh, what is a haint exactly? Is it is it like a spirit? Is it a spirit of a dead person? Uh, is there... I'd, I'd have to look up what a haint. a haint is. I don't know if that's unique to the... Uh, to the book or if that's uh, something you can actually okay. look up Haint. a quick google says haint is a type of ghost or evil spirit from the carolina coast does it go on to say haint quite your balls haint quite your ass oh my god why that, do i do this show with you you're an embarrassment that, that last <laughs> sentence of mine is exactly why you do the show with me and the only other thing I'm into right now uh, is probably the thing I'm the most excited about. Uh, Jack Ketchum is a writer of horror novels, or was before he passed. His real name was Dallas Mayer. Mar, I'm not sure how you say that. But anyway, one of my absolute favorite writers of horror. In fact, he got me back into writing myself when I had been in too many English lit class classes where you just rip the heart out of everything and sit there and do critical analysis and it was so fucking boring and it was everything I, I hate about writing and literature that just totally academic approach to it it should be fun Jack Ketchum got me back into reading back into writing and I'm reading what some people say is his best book it's called The Girl Next Door and this dude writes horror like nobody else really? I, I mean it's really gonna mess with your head because it's got all the scares and horribleness you expect from a horror, no horror novel, but very, very good characterization. It's all very well done, and in, in that you uh, you feel for the characters. It all feels very real, which is what makes it even scarier. In fact, one Stephen King had this to say about Jack Ketchum. He said uh, he may be the scariest man alive. Wow, that's. That's uh, high praise coming from the king of the horror novel. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> the horror. <laughs> you know, I try to do the warm-ups before we record. Red <laughs> leather, yellow leather, red leather, really yellow leather. really should uh, Unique play that New York, for the audience at some point. The Cause... tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Uh, but, you know, uh, I can't get smarter. <laughs> no, me neither. I, I think you're doing a fantastic job. I think you sound like a genius, but that's coming from me. So we probably both sound like idiots to everyone else. I hope so. You know, it makes us more relatable, right? It makes us more relatable. So back to the movie. They're in the town. They've seen the uh, the mask factory. They uh, have now learned the plot. Cause remember, she's kidnapped, right? And so then he goes to the factory to find her, uh, Dr. Atkins. Goes back to the, the factory to find her. They catch him. And then they do the, you know, 
the evil guy thing of telling him the entire plan. Then they actually show it to him in action. One of the, the, the family that was there touring the factory because he's like the top mask seller in the country. They take them to this weird like it says it's a testing room, but it's made to look like a living room. For whatever importance that has, I'm not exactly sure why it needed to look. Yeah, like Yeah, it reminded room. me of those old pictures are like fallout shelters that yeah. were made to look like living rooms. I mean, why couldn't they just do it in a room with a TV? Why did they have to make it look like a living room? Because I mean, mm. they, it wasn't to make the people comfortable. Because remember, they were very uncomfortable. They were locked in the room. They didn't really like it, but you know, whatever. And so then they play the commercial on the TV and the kid puts on his mask because the commercial instructs you to do so. And that's when he, his head melts inside the mask and the bugs and the snakes come out. Tons of crickets, little feeder crickets. And uh, then several snakes, including the rattlesnake that bites the father. Um, You know what I liked about that scene, other than, you know, it was a pretty cool death, was he had the pumpkin mask is the one the kid was wearing. And when they show the front of the pumpkin mask while his face is melting, it actually looked like a rotty pumpkin. Did you notice that? It looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The the mask itself starts to look like all all melted and weird. I, I could, I'm trying to figure out, like, what, what the hell? Where are they going to go with this as this kid's face is melting? I didn't know if he was going to turn crazy, turn into a witch or something and kill the parents. I definitely didn't expect him to fall on the floor, die, and have crickets and snakes come out of his face. <laughs> Why do you think crickets? Do you think that's just what was easy to get? You could run down to the pet shop and be like, give me 200 crickets? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But I mean, they, 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 they got a rattlesnake, so I guess they had some kind of animal handler there. Yeah, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's what they were, too. They were very clearly the pet shop feeder crickets. They weren't the crickets you'd find in your yard or whatever. They were those crickets that it, I had a buddy that used to have lizards and he would go and he would buy these boxes of feeder crickets. And they're just these like gray and brown little crickets. You know, there's not the ones you see outside normally, at least where I've ever lived. And that's clearly what they were. And they're gross. They smell bad. They are gross. And they were gross coming out of this mask. I thought it was, I, th- I mean, it made no fucking sense, but I thought it was a cool death. It did look cool. Also, yeah, it made no sense. And I'm trying to remember, okay, obviously the boy died because his head melted and all sorts of wildlife came out of it. And then the dad got bit by the rattlesnake. I forgot what happened to the mom. She just fainted when this all was happening. She just fainted away. Ah, all right. So she's probably still alive today in 2021, locked in. Trying to tell the story. Or she burned. She... Yeah, she might have poured gasoline on herself for no apparent reason. Why did that <laughs> first guy pour gasoline on himself? Destroy no one, the evidence. None of the other bad guys, the minions, were worried about being caught. It didn't matter. In fact, by blowing himself up, he gave himself away more because, I mean, I guess we'll get into it in this segment or the next, but they're actually like robots or people that have been turned into robots. So they're full of gears and goo, yellow goo for some reason. And uh, the person doing the autopsy, the little forensic scientist that you mentioned earlier, she's got these Petri dishes in front of her. And she's like, well, she keeps talking to the doctor. It's like, we can't, we haven't really found anything. All I've got is car parts. And it's just like springs and gears and stuff like this, these little picture dishes. She eventually realizes, you know what? These aren't car parts. What are these? And they're the pieces of this guy. So, like, why kill yourself? Why did he have to kill himself at all? 
I don't know. And I don't know how the girl came to the conclusion. She, she has this scene where she's playing with this one little <laughs> like spring-loaded yes. contraption. That and, looked fun, actually. Twisting it. And that's when she's like, hang on a second. <laughs> These aren't car These parts. These aren't car parts. I think there's something going on. Another thing I really love is uh, it was a kind of a throwaway line. It's when they're in that room right before the kid's face melts. Uh this guy, you know, he's like, he's a mask salesman extraordinaire. It's all he cares about. And he's bitching to his wife and he's like, I still understand why they won't take my order for next year. Right? Well, mm-hmm. they obviously, they're, I mean, they wrote that line because there's not going to be a next year. This year, right. they're killing everyone. So they're not selling masks next year. But if you were the company, why wouldn't you just go, oh, yeah, we'll write you down for 3,000 masks. Like, why are why they give it away? Yeah, why yeah, exactly. Like, we're, we're not taking orders yet. Why not just go, oh, three. Yeah. Oh, you want you want four dozen? Great. We'll just. Yeah. OK. Four dozen it is. And Listen, then just we'll, be done we'll with kill it. people. We'll we'll murder millions of children, but we are not willing to lie to our salesmen. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're, we're just going to be a little tongue in cheek about it and tell you we'll, <laughs> we'll take your order another time. I thought that was kind of weird. But uh so now they are, where are we now? I mean, after that happens, they, they toss Dr. Atkins into a room, put a mask on him and turn a TV on. And in an hour and 10 minutes is when it's going to happen. So that's how they're going to kill him. She's still tied up on, uh, some kind of table and, uh, and she's been there for a while. She's been on this table, like locked there for quite some time. The, mm-hmm. the main character lady, and uh, he's able to escape because <laughs> he kicks the TV, right, to break it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gets a piece of glass from the TV somehow while tied to this, like, cart chair thing, cuts him away, it cuts away his restraints, but doesn't cut them all away because, you know, there's a camera in this room. But he is able, <laughs> he is able to get his mask off and then just with a perfect flick of his wrist he's able to get that mask up to the ceiling and over the camera to hide it. i know i was watching the tv and i'm like really the really? absolute perfect throw i mean had they let him like get one more restraint off or something then it would have been a little believable but uh-huh. they just let him get like the ones that allowed his wrists to move <laughs> so he kind of like frisbee flips the mask up and perfectly lands on the camera my wife lost it when she's with that. just the flick of the wrist mm-hmm. all the way up to the top corner of the room perfection yeah, just absolutely perfect shot he's a man of many talents dr shallon he is he is and again a drunk they go out of their way to tell you he's drunk always got to go get a bottle always got to go get some beer he's in the bars at no point does he ever really appear that drunk and again everybody loves him he's beloved at the hospital the only woman the only person who doesn't love him is his wife she's constantly yelling at him on the phone his ex-wife mm-hmm. and other than that everybody else i mean his alcoholism is not negatively affecting his life in any way i can see why she's his ex my god he couldn't get a Ugh. word in he could never, she would never let him say a word. God Nothing. help him. She's yelling at him through half his movie every time he calls her on the phone. And, you know, sub, <laughs> subplot here, his kids have those masks. And so no once wonder he, he drinks. Yeah, right? This is why. She, she drove him to it. It's not what ended the marriage. It's how he coped. Uh, and so his kids have those masks. You never see them, but you, you hear them talk about it. And so he calls his wife once he learns the mask plan. First thing he does, gets a call out to his wife. He's like, 
you got to take the mask away from the kids. Don't let them wear the mask. She just yells at him for a while. I don't think he ever gets it across to her. And he's screaming. He's like, people are going to die. They're going to kill everybody. She's like, oh, yeah, right, whatever. You're a liar. <laughs> and she hates him. She's awful. And his kids are now going to die because of her. Um, yeah. And then, and- okay, so the doctor gets out of the room, and now he, he they catch him, right? And then they take him down to the big, what, Stonehenge room? No, 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 no. He goes up through the grate, and he, uh, he tries to get the girl. Yeah, he gets the girl, and they he, escape. Gets her off the bed. They escape, and 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 the, the, the big way, finale. Well, the way they escape is, you know, like he's got a he's got a box full of the chips that go on uh-huh. the masks, right? Yeah, and he goes and and turns the commercial, makes the commercial play, which triggers the chips, and then and runs. suddenly knows every. Right button Every to push button to make it. that happen on this giant machine full of switches and buttons. He's like, I don't know, I'll that, just sneak up there. Right, that none of the minions whose only job in life or whatever they have is to operate this commercial have no idea how to turn it off. They how in God's name did he know how to push the right buttons? Yeah, they, I mean, it was like a, a Star Wars-style control room. Just a ton of bleeping lights, blinking lights and buttons and... And he hits all the right buttons. Qu- commercial plays. They cannot stop it. They do not know what he has done and how to stop it. So he runs up to the catwalk, dumps the box of chips onto these scientist minions, which all then start electrocuting him. It, yeah, uh, big ring of blue light goes between all these robot human dudes, and uh, people start exploding, and more of that yellow goo comes out of their mouth. And then... The guy, Cochran, who runs the big evil factory, he's left there standing, and he looks up at uh, at Shallon, the doctor who just threw all the chips, and he, what did he do? Did he clap his hands? Yeah, he clapped. I was going to say he gave him a thumbs up or a point, but yes, he does kind of give him a little golf clap. I can't remember. Did he say well done or bravo or something know, like that? But, but it was clear. It was like, you've bested me, and he was accepting his fate. And then the only logical next thing that could happen is that Stonehenge lights up and then shoots a blue ray of light at the evil Mr. Cochran, and uh, he turns white and disappears. <laughs> Every, everyone dies via the same base method, right? It's these chips and this magic or whatever. All the deaths are different. The scientist, it's little sparks of electricity. Poor, poor Marge Gutman gets a huge beam to the face. Uh, the little kid's head melts, and then this guy turns white and disappears. I mean, it's there is no universal way that this kills you. That was a huge letdown because I was so yeah. excited because of the gore that had come before it that this was going to be something, a big explosion of guts or something really weird and amazing is going to happen, and it was kind of kind of a disappointment yeah you just knew he was his head was going to explode or something and at it, least a head explosion yeah and he just peacefully vanished into the ether like uh, patrick swayze from ghost it was just <laughs> just kind of it was almost beautiful i don't know maybe they were planning on a sequel and they wanted him to be able to come back from Stonehenge. i don't, I don't I, think I, they I, were i mean i think the whole point of halloween 3 was that halloween 4 would be a different story yeah so I don't know. Well, maybe they were hoping that each different uh, Halloween story could then have its own, you know, continuing stories and yeah, then have might. a whole empire maybe. like Marvel. I did think it was cool that Michael Myers is in this universe, but it's the movie Halloween. 
that's the movie that's showing before the big commercial that's going to kill everybody. And you actually get to see Michael Myers on the TV screen that's on the TV screen once. I thought that was cool. And you get to see Jamie Lee again later when yep. uh, the yep. doctor's tied up in the room before the, the uh, whatever that company's called, that Spe- makes the mask. Silver Shamrock. And speaking Silver of Shamrock. young, beautiful Jamie Lee, uh, our buddy Dr. Scott... Uh, watched Halloween 2 last night on oh, AMC, you, uh, and I couldn't believe that. And so I think we've gotten to him. So that's that's something. We're making some progress with Dr. Is it Scott. happening? Is he going to start watching scary movies? It, it might be happening. I don't know. And then this morning he told me, it was what, I said, why Halloween 2 and not Halloween 3 since you knew we were doing Halloween 3? He said, oh, it's on AMC. So this morning I wake up and I go to AMC just, flipping through the channels and I see Halloween twos on and I'm like, ah, you know, I'll put it on there while I make my coffee and whatnot. Uh, and it's Rob Zombie's Halloween two. And I was like, Oh no, he, he watched Rob Zombie's Halloween two. Uh, so I texted him first thing this morning. I'm like, everything I told you in the movie last night or last night in text about that movie does not apply. I was talking about the old one. And he finally texted back. He was like, I watched the old one. So, you know, I actually read some of that, uh, thread, with you and Scott and y'all were talking about that. And I started thinking, Hey, there's some parallels between the original Halloween two and Halloween kills the second in that trilogy, you know, yeah, it's the hospital got, and all that you've got a hospital and then you've got accidentally killing the wrong person because they think it's Michael Myers. Cause yeah. he hits that one uh, boy with his car in, in the first Halloween two. Oh yeah. You know, it's been so long since I've seen the first Halloween two and I'll go ahead and say it. I've never seen, I don't think, I've ever seen Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I think I was so disappointed in Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 that I skipped it. I own it, I think, but I don't think I've ever seen it. All right, so Halloween 3, we just talked about the finale, but well, is it over? It's not over quite yet, uh, so we can discuss that in the next segment. Right now, though, we should probably do some Final Girl. All right, let's do it. Here is your recap. We're going to play a little Final Girl. Remember the rules. Don't have sex. Don't do drugs. You will die. And definitely don't say, I'll be right back. Don't wander into an attic. Don't go into a basement. Don't leave your friends behind. Just be smart. You might this survive. list is ever growing. Morgan Don, rest in peace. Mm. Brennan Rose, God love you. She's Gone six feet too under. Soon. We have Phoebe Geller. We have yeah. Cassie and yeah. Clee Torres. Is this going to be the week that uh, Where's the Horror Section finally wins? Hey, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he won the lightning round. He did win the lightning round, but that was, you know, kind of that we did that on Twitter and he's never or on Instagram. We've never actually he's never actually won a real round. Could this be the week, the week of our Halloween show? We'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's spin that wheel and see what happens. <laughs> this should be less funny at this point. This should be getting less funny. I giggle every time. You know, so might be you might say it's getting old, but or you might say it's comforting to have you know that routine, that thing you're used to, that squeaky wheel squeaking you to sleep, <laughs> making you feel right at home. All right, well, it looks like Cleetories will at least survive this round. You're first. Let's see what happens to Cleetories, Cleetores, Cleetores. All right, Miss Torres. Brianna says, "Come on, Clee, it'll be fun." She wants you to make an OnlyFans video with her son. You cry, what the fuck, and drive off in your truck and never regret your decision. 
your decision to run. You survived. <laughs> that was a mouthful. That was a rough one. That was, uh, that was a little rough. But you know what? How, how but you got there. Up next, Cassie. Cassie, this small town is quiet and boring as hell. You find yourself wondering if cocaine might be swell. <laughs> your new best friend Wyatt says, yeah, you should try it. But you decline and go watch the new Saved by the Bell. You made it, Cassie. You're still here. Why did you even think to mention the new Saved by the Bell? How'd that? Was it on I, TV? I, I, Were one of your no, kids watching that? I, I don't know. You know, these things just pop out of my head. There's no rhyme. There's no reason. No, I was just laying always in bed writing poems, as I often do. Well, at least Cassie made it, which means... Uh, do we have one more person make it, or do we? Is this the death? I, 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 you know, I'm terrible at Final Girl math. I don't know. Let's find out. Phoebe Geller. All right, Phoebe. Something's oh, no. wrong. You know what that means? What? What does it mean, Alex? <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Phoebe. Something's wrong at movie night. You heard a thud and a shout. You tell your friends, wait here, okay, I'll go check it out. You creep down to the basement with a flashlight in your hand. The last thing you ever saw were his blood-red eyes as you were strangled by the man. That's, dude, that's art. That was poetry. That was good. Thank you, thank you. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm and sorry. I was trying so hard to not have to cut anything out of the podcast. Now. Oh, I know. You know, now well, here was my thought process. It was, that's trite. It's been done so much. And then I was like, wait, maybe the kids don't know that one. Maybe. But then I remember that our, our listeners are all our, our age. Our so base listeners like, are <laughs> all went to high school with us uh, or could have. All right. So that's, that wraps that up. That, so we've got what? Two people left? Three, two people left. Two, we're down to the final two. Down to the final two, and it could be Cletoris and it could be Cassie. <laughs> you know, Cletoris, when you really think about it, not, it's it's not that clever. Have you ever met anybody named Clee? I, I haven't met anybody named Clee. Really, you could do that with anything. Yeah. Uh, you got could. a guy, first name butt, last name hole. You yeah. know, uh, we yeah. got a guy. Now, what are we talking about? These names are amazing. I hope he keeps sending them. I In, love Cletoris. I love Harry Balsanya. No, I love that was Pizza a good one. Boy. Harry Balsanya. Pizza Boy. The, see, these are real names, though. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you and one Emma story. And Emeroids. was good, too. Uh, I'll give you one story before we go to break. Dr. Scott and I used to have a sketch comedy show in college that we were always like kind of pushing the bar. You know, everything had to get uh, okayed by the professors before it could air on the college station, right? And so I wrote a character uh, name trying to sneak it by him so that we could air it. And it was, uh, what was it? was something to have to do with a vagina or a butt or an ass or something. It was one of those names where, you know, it was it was going to slide right by him and he wasn't even going to notice that it was actually, you know, a a name like that. Like, I don't, I don't remember, you know, something like something like what we've been talking about. And he caught it. The professor caught it. And he's like, you know, you, you think I don't know that this is you're saying vagina on air here or whatever. <laughs> and uh, he was like, you got to take this out. And then give me the script back, and then, you know, okay, you can go. So I changed the name of that character. It was a coach. It was a football coach. And I changed it to Mike Latoris. No, no. 
and it did. did that, and, that got by? Yeah, it got by. The professor did not notice it at all. And so we got to go on air with Coach Mike Latoris. Wow. Yeah. Was, wow. After his lecture about, you yeah. think I'm not going to catch I'm that gonna shit? Notice this? You got to get up pretty early in the morning I to pull one over I on me. I can't remember what the name was that he, like, and it wasn't even as good that he caught immediately. And uh, so I changed it to Mike Latouris when we got through. All right, let's go uh, to a I break thought you and... were going to do the old classic, uh, first name Mike, last name Hunt, Mike oh, Hunt. Oh, you know what? I think that was it. It was Mike Hunt. I think, that was yes, the first one? it was the name. The name was Mike Hunt, and he caught it immediately. He, he'd heard that a thousand times, I'm sure, because he's a college professor dealing with idiots like me. And I changed the last name to Latouris, and he didn't notice at all. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, professor. <laughs> it was my cunt. That's right. Uh, uh, well played, sir. Thank Points you, thank to you. you. I'm glad you came up with it because that's what it was. All right, so let's go to break. We come back. We do uh, Crunchy as Kill, wrap up the movie, and the final round of Final Girl. Sounds like a plan. Hang around. All right. Smitty's Artificial Hymies. Smitty's Artificial Hymies. So why do killers always know who's a virgin and who's not? How do they figure it out? Well, after years of research, we finally discovered that most killers have a hymen detector. That's right, there is a deposit in the forefront of their forebrain in their neocortex that lets them know who still has their hymen and who doesn't. Well, at Smitty's Artificial Hymens, we have hymens that you can put into your vagina. They're made of real human hymen that was no longer needed, so nobody loses. And you get a new hymen, and the killer won't be able to tell that you lost your virginity a very long time ago because you're a little slut, goddammit. So come on down to Smitty's Artificial Hymens. We've got a hymen just for you. Smitty's Artificial Hymens. Smitty's Artificial Hymies. Hi, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Micah. Why do you sound so melancholy? I don't know. I just feel lethargic all of a sudden. <laughs> Why? I think I have a cold. Do you think you could you could do the intro and bring us back? Sure. Do you want me to do it in my style, uh, your your version of my style? Um. Yeah. Could you do me doing you? Sure. Sure. Okay. I hate that sentence, but yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Slasher. I hardly know her. The horror movie review podcast where we watch the movie. So you don't have to waste your precious time. I'm your host, Alex, joined by my very special guest, Micah. Wow. Your intro was so invigorating and high energy that now I feel better and I'm ready to do the show. Well, that's how goodness. good it was. That's good to know. I'm glad that. And I, I think help you the out. reason is not because you did your typical intro. I think it was because you did me Correct. doing yeah. you, and it was the added. Right. Added, you know, part of having, you know, the both of us in one that really did it. I wish you'd quit saying you doing me doing you. I mean, like all that combination of sentences is upsetting to my soul. Like our poor listeners, some of the things you say hurt my stomach. 
I don't mean to hurt your stomach. I mean to open your eyes. Uh, I'm a prophet, a sage. I'm bringing sweet revelations of filth into your life, and you're welcome, America. I want to know how you're And the rest of the world. I'm sorry. You just have all this word vomit that you throw out there, and somehow it all congeals into this gross pile of actual (laughs) nonsense that somehow does... Does it works? I mean, like it sounds like you're actually talking to me, but really you're just saying words that are coming into your brain at that exact moment. Yeah, that's how I work. <laughs> I'm a bad listener. That's how I operate in life. <laughs> All right, we were talking about Halloween three. We've still got some exciting things to come. We're gonna do our crunchiest kill, and we're gonna do the final round of Final Girl. But first. Let's talk about Halloween 3. All right, we left off with the big finale that wasn't so big (laughs) with the big evil man, the explosions, the chips, all the yellow stuff coming out of their mouths, and then Stonehenge shoots a ray of light at our man, and he turns white and disappears. And and so, uh, uh, Dr. When you put it that way, this movie sounds fucking ridiculous. Uh, Dr. Chalice and Ellie are running away, and as they're running away, we see the very, very real, not fake at all, explosion of the giant <laughs> silver shamrock I mean, factory. Look, we saw we saw the, the silver shamrock factory many times in many shots, and when they're running away from it, it's, you know, they're in front of a building, and then the factory's behind the building, so you can't really see it. That factory guess... <laughs> was not quite that big. That was the entire skyline on fire. It... I think they blew the entire explosives budget on the car at the beginning, and they were like, we'll just have to like paint it in or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it looked fucking bad. And they held on it for a while, too. They must have been like, you know what? This isn't as bad as we thought it'd be. It was just that bad. It was... The, the building being in the foreground had kind of kind of helped it, right? Because you can't see what's actually burning. And it, it's just this fiery sky. It's as if you and I, who aren't like great Photoshop people, were like, well, I do know how to cut out the sky. And then just placed in a video of fire. And it, it, they were like, yeah, this will work. It's 1982. This seems to be a running theme with a lot of the movies we, we've done where they start strong. And then, you know, somewhere around the halfway, 75% mark, things just kind of run out of... Run out of steam. Yeah, this thing... <laughs> Much like this show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Our, this show is, without a doubt, a, a fiery skyline of crappy special effects. And that's that's the big finale. They're running away. They, the factory is... The evil factory is burning to the ground. And, you know, you, you would think that would be the end. But I'm glad it wasn't because it was really disappointing, the Stonehenge uh, beam of light. Yeah. Uh, So we get away, and our two heroes get in a car. They're driving away, at which point uh, our leading lady reaches over and grabs uh, Tom Atkins, Dr. Dr. Chalice's face, much like the minions the, the robot people have previously, and she's trying to kill him, at which point we're like, wait, what the hell's going on here? And he crashes the car. They struggle as he's driving. <laughs> Finally, they crash. And he gets out of the car. And uh, I love her arm is still hanging on the door, but she's not there anymore. Uh, she chases him. She tries to choke him. And they, they struggle. And I, I don't know what the hell happens. He, he reaches into the trunk and grabs, what was it, like a crowbar or something like that? A, t- a little tire-changing tool, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> 
and uh, smacks her and she falls down and some of that yellow stuff comes out of her mouth and the, at which point we go oh ellie ellie's one of the the robot people and i here's here's i was confused i was like okay did they did they switch her out at some point and put uh, a fake robot ellie on the table as bait for him but that would be really quick robot human android production so she was a robot the whole time uh, and why i i don't no. know she could have been. Did they turn her into one of those things? No, I don't think she was a robot the whole time. Because remember when they go to her, the factory, and she sees her dad's car and that, uh, yeah, her papa, by the way. She calls him Papa, uh, which I don't mind. I, I, I don't mind Papa. Uh, but she does call him Papa through the entire movie. But she sees her papa's car in that garage, and she fucking loses her shit and tries to go and get it, and the guards stop her. So I assume if she was a robot, she wouldn't have done that. Like, Right. You know, because it's not like Dr. Atkins knew that that was her dad's car. Okay, so does that mean that they they worked on the real Ellie and turned what her I think. into one of those things? That's what I think. And then I, all those minion people, they're not just robots, they're humans that he turned into this. That's what I think. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't I mean, I don't have anything to back that up, but that's what I think. I think these were all people at one point who were then roboticized and using Stonehenge. Yes. I guess. <laughs> Or did he have the robot people help him get Stonehenge? I think How did he haul Stonehenge there? I think they were, you know, you you start by being evil and having a lot of money. Then you build your army, and then you have your army carry out your bad deeds. So I think he built these people. They stole Stonehenge because they are mighty strong. I'll say that. Uh, and so was Ellie uh, One in this scene. Uh, the thing I like about this scene is everything. The scene with the car. Because, one, they've been kind of running and escaping together for a while. You know, she could have just stopped him in the factory. She could have been one of the people trying to help him. I mean, had she stepped in a little earlier, maybe the guy wouldn't have gotten zapped with Stonehenge and told, turned into a white ghost and disappeared, right? She's yeah. she's pretending to be Ellie at this point She because we know she's a robot now. And so then she decides to, you know, make her move when they're driving away from the factory that's been blown up. So she's a piece of crap robot helper and in this scene she has one arm torn off she then has her head torn off and then her arm attacks him again the torn off arm (laughs) and then when he's when he's done battling that arm she then comes back headless right Uh uh-huh one arm no head and then fights so i mean like he has to defeat her like three four times uh finally does and uh she She's laying there, like her her body and hand are laying there, and it finally gives up so you know it's done. But he's not done because that commercial's still going to play, right? Doesn't matter whether the factory's there or not. The commercial was sold to TV stations to play. and Or TV stations bought it? How do commercials work? Whatever. Uh, and that commercial's going to still play on all, count them, three channels. <laughs> All three channels. That's like where I grew up out in the sticks. We had ABC, NBC, and CBS, and that was it. And it had to be clear outside to get NBC. Well, this is, I mean, I remember those days too. And this is, you know, this is 1981, 82. So it's believable that this is only going out to three channels. And so I assume they're talking about ABC, NBC, and CBS because Fox wasn't a thing back then. So so I'm assuming... That's what they mean is the networks. And, but he only, 
So he runs to the gas station, right? <laughs> runs to the gas station. This is the gas station that Ellie's father at the beginning of the movie ran to to get some help. Runs to the gas station. Got to use your phone. Uses the phone. Calls the one TV station. I don't, he just calls one place. It's like, you got to stop the commercial. He's screaming. Screaming. What is this one magic phone number you call that is in control of commercials for all three major networks? I, I one, don't know. And two, he's he's got some pull because after screaming, you have to turn off this commercial. You can't run the commercial turn because the commercial starts running. So because some kids with masks on come to the gas station to trick or treat and they're like oh yeah shit the commercial so they're, they're, oh well, you know the guy on the other side of that phone call was like hey roy there's a guy on the phone he says we got to pull the commercial well who is he i don't know he says he's a doctor well we still have to run the commercial wait does he sound alarmed yes he sounds very <laughs> alarmed okay let's pull it and they do they pull the commercial stops right <laughs> commercial stops and you think he's won because it's like it's like, you know, we're experiencing technical difficulties or something like that. But then the kid gets up and switches the TV to the next channel and he starts screaming again. Wait. And it's, then that one goes off. Then that one goes off. Kid turns it to the third channel, the only existing other channel, apparently. And that's how the movie ends. You want to do your impression? You want to give your gist? I mean, are we talking about my impression of, of Dr. Daniel Shallis screaming? What is he screaming at the end? It ended darker than I thought it was going to end. Oh, I, honestly, uh, he the commercial's playing, so we know millions of kids are, are going to die. Right, and everyone, and he's just screaming no into the phone. Yeah, he's screaming. What. It's still on the third channel. It's still on the it's third channel. Turn it off. And then the movie, the screen goes black. Right. Yeah, that's a fucked up ending. I mean, that's a pretty dark ending. Like I it I'm not going to lie, it gave me goosebumps. It really did give me goosebumps cuz it's like I mean, that's a good ending. You all, he almost got there. I mean, he was just, you know, he's right there at yep. the goal line and then you don't know what happens cuz it's playing that third commercial. So, did millions of kids die? I don't know. I don't know. See, I love those ambiguous endings too. like that. I, I love it when they do that. I it think was kind of made up for the movie. silliness of the factory. Yeah. <laughs> the factory was ridiculous. But uh, I think that that ending really made up for the movie itself. I thought it was I thought it was pretty dark. It was. It did leave it up to you. I liked it. I, I liked the way that ended. And, and no shit. Gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it was kind of messed up. Yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely not what I expected that movie. But uh, okay, well, we're getting into recommendations here and whether we loved and hated the whole thing. So mm -hmm. why don't we, before we do that, why don't we award our very crunchiest kill? Ah! Crunchiest kill. I think for me, the crunchiest kill in this is probably the the dad in the hospital because. They they make you think one thing. It's almost kind of silly the way he puts his little fingers up like pincers, and you're like, oh, he's going to pinch, pinch his nose and suffocate him. And he just stabs his finger and thumb into this poor old man's eye sockets and then, like, yanks up his skull a little bit. Uh, I I mean, that was pretty gruesome. It, it looked pretty good. I don't want to go that way. That gets my crunchiest kill. What about uh, you? That was weird. That was a weird kill. I it didn't understand weird. what the hell was, was going odd. on there. It just, was odd. I'm going to re. I'm just going to break your skull a little bit, pull it apart. 
I think my crunchiest kill, that's a toss-up, man. It's between the hobo getting his head ripped oh, off. That was a good one. But I think I got to give it to the other one, which is, uh, what was her name in the hotel room? Marge <laughs> Gutman. Marge Gutman <laughs> finds the little uh, silver shamrock coin or medallion on the ground, uh, which I think we called chips for most of this podcast. And and the she starts, I don't know, she takes out like a hair. Well, it's got a computer uh, chip in it. Yeah, yeah, a little computer chip. She yeah. starts poking at it with a like a bobby pin, yep. and then the blue light shoots out, which splays her lips open. Yeah, I mean, it like it really, really, it really <laughs> fucked up her face. It was kind of cool. It's kind. I hadn't seen that done before. That was that was a good. And then that damn makeup. bug, man, that bug that we to this day well, don't know what it is. Cricket comes out. It was weird. <laughs> it was like a gigantic ant. I don't know, man. It was creepy. I, I mean, that I think that's a good kill. Yeah, that's my crunchiest kill. Crunchiest kill. All right, so would you recommend it? And if so, let me ask you this. How many many split-lipped Marge Gutmans would you give this movie? (laughs) Uh, I am going to (laughs) give... I'm going to give Halloween 3 Season of the Witch a, a solid six... Splayed lipped Marge Gutman's. <laughs> okay, I think that's I think that's fair. Uh, a six, right? You gave it a six. Six. Uh, I I will say I'll give Halloween three, season the witch, which has virtually nothing to do with witches at all. I will also give it six split lipped Marge Gutman's. Wow, we agreed. Look it's at that. Not a definite watch. But it is, if you're like me and Micah, who enjoy a little fun in their horror and enjoy mm-hmm. horror overall, if you haven't seen it, I'd say go see it. it. It's a good time. There's a lot of ridiculousness in it, and it's the kind of ridiculousness that you can appreciate. Unlike, uh, say, oh, I don't know, Halloween Kills, where there's uh, not a lot of ridiculousness, but there's so much about the movie that makes no sense at all that it's tough to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, Halloween three. There, I, I, what I liked about it is, as it plotted along, I was not bored, and I was wondering the whole time, "Where is this going? Where is this going?" Yeah, and uh, there was a story maybe there. the big reveal could have been executed better, but I was sure. definitely interested. So, you know, on a ten scale of split libs, <laughs> Marge Gutman's, we did. <laughs> she got beyond the halfway point. We we both gave it six, so it's better than half. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a worth D. watching. It's a D. Yeah. And uh, that said, I always thought that system was stupid, though. 50 and below is an F. Come on. That really? makes sense. That's only leaves yeah. half of it to be good, and you don't want a D. So really, only 40% is even passable? That's ridiculous. That whole system's stupid. But uh, I will, though, uh, say I give 10 split-lipped Marge Gutmans to John Carpenter's score. I love that. I love what that guy does with music. I mean, it's. I loved what they did with the with the uh, the the intro, the credits, where the little like lights are appearing. Yeah. And over, you don't know what it's forming, and they match the music with the lights showing up on that screen. And yeah. Then finally, the, the, it reveals that it's a jack o' lantern. Yeah, unlike the oldest computer ever, but at the time, just a computer. Yeah. I mean, that looks cool today. So that had to be amazing back yeah. in 1982. I I agree with you. I think I think John John Carpenter's a neat dude. He's a I mean, he's probably a hell of a guy to hang out with. Uh, I think he smokes and drinks constantly. I know he smokes constantly. Uh, and uh, I love what he does with music, and I love 
some of the, I mean, like the idea behind this movie, I think was solid. I don't know about all the execution, but, uh, you know, I will watch it again. I have watched it many times. I'll, I'll watch it again. So that leaves two things left. We have the final round a final girl where we will announce our Halloween show winner, right? And in addition to that, we have your pick for the next movie. Because uh, if many of our listeners will say, well, wait, wait, Alex. Micah picked Halloween 3. Actually, I made him because I wanted to do Halloween 3, and Micah was very nice, and he didn't have a movie that week, and he said, all right, I'll pick Halloween 3. And, I can't uh, believe you told him that. Now yeah. the jig is up. This hey. show's rigged. Eh, it's not exactly rigged. It was just, it was your pick, and you were nice enough to give it to me because I really wanted to do Halloween 3. And I'll never do that again. From now on, listeners, again. I will never do that again. It will always be a surprise, much like it is today. Well, it is a surprise to me because you say you've got it already. We did talk off mic, and you said, oh, I'll do that one. And but I didn't tell him. It's but a you didn't surprise. tell me, so I'm excited. I kind of wanted to pick, you know, themed like holiday Thanksgiving movies, but there are not a lot of Thanksgiving horror movies. I've got one in mind for my next pick. I think we'll only do two shows in November, so you've got one, I've got one. Uh, I think I know what mine's going to be. I'm li- I'm still a little up in the air whether I'm going to make you watch Pilgrim or not. Ugh, God, it's awful. Um, it's so awful. But maybe you'd like it. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there like that movie. All right, so let's do the final round of Final Girl. Okie dokie, Final Girl. We've lost everybody but two people. Uh, our two that we have left, our two survivors are... Let me unfold these papers. We've got Cassie. And then we have Clee Torres. Is this your week, Clee? Could it possibly be? Let's find out. Oh, here we okay. go. Let me spin that wheel. Spin we'll that see wheel. Who... It's getting louder. <laughs> okay. All right. I got to mix these up so I don't know who's who. Okay. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't you know it? Oh, no. Clee Torres. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. You have the Klee, worst. The luck. will wants you to die. I'm sorry. On the other hand, let's see what happens. Clee, it's hard to live a normal life and be a good, clean girl when your parents moved you and your brother to the meth capital of the world. Three times you've denied it, but tonight you finally tried it. On the walk home, a killer took out his axe and made you ride it. <laughs> You're dead. Cleese, Cleese Torres, uh, again, where's the horror section on Instagram? You should follow him. Cannot win our show. Great at dying, though. Really good at dying. He, yeah, he kills at dying. You know, Clee, if you would quit using all those drugs and having sex with everybody, you, you might you be think, the final girl. No, with all the horror knowledge this guy has, that he would know better, but <laughs> he doesn't seem to ever catch it. Please come back. Please keep submitting these great names. I swear, we're not, we, we are not, not letting you win. This is actually a random game. Yes, the wheel is squeaky and may not be an actual wheel, but it is a random game. It's a real wheel. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, Cassie. Let's see if Cassie dies or survives. Cassie, the girls at school are blowing dudes and posting it on Snapchat. They ask you to join, but you snort and declare, I'm not into that. 
You survived. Cassie, you are this week's final girl. Congratulations. All you have to do now is direct message us on Instagram. Let us know that you listen to the show and that you are the winner, and we will send you that mystery prize. Yep, Congrats. I'm, create, I'm boxing up uh, two or three this weekend. Uh, three. Yeah, you sent me three names because I'm trying to just go to the post office once a month now because uh, before it was a, a little daunting. So we're going once a month, or I'm going once a month, and I'm, I'm sending out three. So if... Because uh, we're releasing this tonight. We're, I'm busting my butt to get this out for our special Halloween episode. Uh, so if you uh, hit up Micah before Monday on Instagram, then you too can get your prize. Very excited that you won. You are not just this week's final girl. Because of Mike, Micah's impression of all women, you are also this week's valley girl. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do a girl's voice. I just try to make it higher pitch, and whenever I do that, for some reason, I talk different. All right, Micah, so what's your pick for our next episode? What's the movie? I want to know. Okay, I'm a little ashamed to say I haven't seen this, because this is one that people talk about being one of the better horror movies out there. Uh, I don't know how you say it. Rec, short for record, capital R-E-C. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know. Have you seen this? Nope. Not seen it, and it is one of the ones everyone talks about. I mean, like this. We're is... both going in cold. I don't think it's in English. It's it's a uh, oh wonderful is it Spanish. Is that right? Ah, wonderful. <laughs> I love subtitles. I have made it uh, through six episodes of Squid Game uh, using dub and subtitles, and I hate dubbing and I hate subtitles. I hate dubbing. I hate, I both hate dubbing Actually, so much. Actually, I will say though, in Squid Game, it's it almost looks like they're saying it. Like the dub's real good in Squid Game, but I still can't stand it. And I so much so that it's really hard for me to make it through the last three. And I like the first six. I mean, it's really good. So now you're giving me a movie that I absolutely have to put either dub or subtitle on. I'm so sorry. Thank I definitely you. wouldn't recommend dubbing because who knows who these mm. voice actors is. I hate dubbing. I always go for subtitles. Yeah, but I hate subtitles because then you're not watching the movie, and that's what a movie is. A movie is visual, and the person who made the movie is all that you know. They're showing you the visuals to tell their story, mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. you're staring at the bottom of the screen. And well, so I, I, you know what that means. Uh, we we've got about a week to learn Spanish. Hey, all right. Uh, maybe we can hit up our friend Clee Torres about that. Clee. Well, from beyond the grave. (laughs) We'll do a seance. It's Halloween. I'll break out the Ouija. It is Halloween. Hey, listeners, if you're listening to this on Halloween, happy Halloween. If it's after Halloween, we hope you had a wonderful holiday. Certainly do. One of our favorite holidays, one of my favorite holidays for sure, and definitely a lot better in 2021 than it was in 2020. Not as much legitimate, actual fucking fear this month this this year and uh looking forward to the trick-or-treaters got the house all decked out uh got a big stone facade on my house with torches burning and coffins and really excited oh, you gotta send me a picture of this. i'll send you a picture this. i'll send you a picture it looks pretty good i i'm i'm getting it all together tonight i mean it's all out there but i'm getting you know final touches tonight my wife went and bought a bunch of candy so Really excited about it and really excited about all of you listeners who keep coming back and keep listening to us and supporting us. Uh, Please rate us on whatever, wherever you can rate us. If you rate us on Apple Podcasts, that's fantastic because for whatever reason, that really helps us. If you can leave us a review, that's even better. And I'll tell you what I really want. What do you want, Alex? Email us, message us. 
tell us, follow us, tell us what you like. I mean, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at SlashCast. You can just look up, uh, uh, what's the name of our show? Wow. I was wondering if Grandpa forgot the name of the show all of a sudden. Another mini stroke. It's okay. If you, uh, it's called Slasher. I hardly know and her. And if you just look that up on Instagram, it's really easy to find. Uh, and just, you know, I mean, we're also Slasher I Hardly Know Her at gmail.com if you want to drop mm-hmm. us an email. Mm-hmm. But just drop us an email. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, we get a few emails that say, oh, we hate it when you guys do this. We'll stop doing it. We don't know what we're doing. We're just yeah, enjoying you, doing this. Do it, yeah. Send us any, and if you don't like email, you know, just roll up a note, put it in a carrier pigeon, and and send it that way. And uh, if you don't have a computer to rate us, if you're at home listening to this, uh, you can't give us five stars on Apple. Just go ahead and just hold up a one or two thumbs in the air wherever you are right now, and, and let us know. Do we get yeah. do we get one thumb? Do we get two thumbs up? Go out, thumbs down. Yell just... at your neighbors about how much you love us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we made it. Is this it, Alex? Did we survive another slasher we, I hardly know? We are the own, our own final girls of our very own show. We've made it once again. The melancholy music is definitely a sign of that. Somehow <sighs> so we've done it once again. And a very happy hey. Halloween to everyone. I'm so excited that uh, we got, we're doing, we're finally doing a podcast. We're doing a horror movie podcast. And we did a Halloween episode. Hell yeah. You know what this makes me think of, Mike? What, Alex? How much I love you. You know what, Alex? I love you, and you will always be the final girl in my oh, heart. Oh, that's sweet. I, I wish I, I, I wish that I was there with you to not just be the final girl in your heart, but the final girl in your arms. Oh my God, your your words are poetry. <laughs> Oh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Happy Halloween. We'll see you in two weeks with uh, Rec or Record or REC. All right. Quick Google says haint is a type of ghost or evil spirit from the Carolina coast. Does it go on to say... Haint quite your balls, haint quite your ass. Oh my god. (laughs) 